Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Legends League podcast. My name is Anthony Maroon. This is our first podcast, but the first of many, a wonderful opportunity to get together with some of the good old boys of the great game of rugby league. It's brought to us by our friends, great supporters of it, at Four Pines Brewery, and that's where you find us today at this beautiful Sydney iconic pub, Four Pines Brewery Pub in sunny downtown Manly. Now, you might know the Legends of League name from the tournaments we've had over the last couple of years in Newcastle. Great opportunity for us to watch some of the older boys in action and a great opportunity for those Legends of League to get together. Obviously, with COVID-19, no Legends of League tournament this year. So what a great way to keep it going through this podcast. Going to ask some big guests to come in every week, some colourful characters of Rugby League. And we start this week with two of Manly's finest. They both played over 300 games for Manly. They are local legends. It's Steve Beaver Menzies and Cliffy Lyons. Let's do it. So the idea with our Legends of League podcast is to just get some good old boys, as I say, get them up here, have a chat about what their career was like. Let it take whatever direction it takes, but at some point we'll bring them back on track and we'll talk about what's going on in the game of rugby league today. And there is plenty going on. Two legends of the game. First one is uh, Cliffy Lyons. Cliffy, great to see you again, old mate. Good to be here, Maroon. And Beaver Menzies, nice to see you too. Mm, thanks for having me. Although eventually, are, eventually. Yeah, yeah, we are running a little bit late. Not to dob someone in, but we are running a little bit late. Cliffy's got to be somewhere. Beaver's gone to the wrong Four Pines Brewery. I told him the Four Pines at Manly, but you fit. It's around the corner from where you live. Yeah, I know, I know, but I went to the Brookvale one. That's the, that's the main one that I go to. This okay. is. Now this is my main one. All so right, well, there you go. As as long as let's you move can, on, let's keep rolling. Yeah, we don't want to harp on you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's yeah. start with you, Cliffy. Um, you're born in Narandra. Yep. Um, Down the Riverina. Yeah, via Gundagai. You played a bit of Gundagai. You played juniors at Cronulla, which I didn't know until about 48 hours ago. But I think most people under 35 would never know you started your first grade career at Norths. Yeah, that was, um, I suppose, unexpectedly. I I went to school at Cronulla. I did my high schooling at Cronulla. So I had a Kirinari Aboriginal hostel there, which we were boarded at. And from there, they put us out in the local schools and I played local league there. Got graded with uh, Cronulla in 81, I think. And had a good season there and end of the season, uh, went to Gundagai to visit relatives and ran into a player, Royce George, who I played with at Cronulla. Found out he was captain and coach of uh, Gundagai. So I hooked up with him and stayed there for three years and in the in the country football, you got representative games down there, so I was lucky enough to make a few of those. And there's a guy called Greg Haywick, who coached one of those mm. rep sides, who was fortunate enough to get the coaching gig at uh, North Sydney Bears in 1985. And he invited myself and a guy called Brian Dennis to come down to North and have a trial, and rest is history. Yeah. yeah. It, it just... It's funny that you, you, you're at North, you played 23 games for North, and, and you and I and Beaver were just talking about it off air. In that era, you've got yourself, you've got John Gray, Don McKinnon, Bruce Walker, maybe uh, a bloke by the name of Mitchell Cox. A lot of those players went from North to Manly, didn't they? Yeah, it was... <clears throat> well, when I, when I was with North, they actually sacked Greg Haywick halfway through the season, so I was pretty peeved off about that because uh, he was the guy that got me there and... I, I admired him and um, brought Norse to sack him, so that's sort of why I left Norse. 
And at, at that point of time, I, I did have a, a manager and the manager was actually across talking to Eastern Suburbs. Ah. And I was almost going to go there and while a manager was talking to uh, Eastern Suburbs, I met up with Doug Daly and had a conversation with him about moving to Manly. And before the manager got back to me, I signed with Manly. So yeah. I did the wrong thing and... <laughs> Yeah. Sorry about right, that. I think it was the right thing. <laughs> it, was the right thing. <laughs> it was the right thing in yeah. the end, yeah, I suppose. But that, that's just the way things happen and it was just uh, fortunate enough. And that point too, because you know, I was good friends with Mitchell Cox, who you said before, and it, I didn't know that he'd signed with Manly too. And if I would have known that he signed with Manly, I wouldn't have went there because we were going for the same yeah. position. Mm. We are good mates and I didn't really want to fight him for the spot and that. And um, unfortunately for Mitchell... I got the nod in, in the end, and yeah, it was just you know, 14 years things, later. 14 mate. years later. Mm. So. Beaver, different story for you, mate, because you are a hometown yeah. boy. 477 first grade games with the great Manly Club. Talk us through it. You, I believe, were also targeted by the North Sydney Bears way on back. It would have been what 1990 if if it, it involved. Was. Uh, Steve Martin? 91. 91, 91. Yeah. yeah. So I just made the New South Wales schoolboys. Um, so we played, finished that carnival. Uh, and then I was approached by Steve Martin. And sort of so, you know, I was a local junior at Manly. He sort of came and said, well, we want to sign you. Um, come and see us next week. Come out to North Sydney Oval. Go check the facilities. Don't tell anyone this is a secret. Keep it. Yeah, yeah, no worries. So go and see him. I look at all the facilities. And he says, look, we, we want to offer you 5000 a year for, for three years. How good's this? No. Going from zero to 5,000 Yeah, <laughs> pretty mm. good. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so, right, don't tell us, Sal. So, me and my stepdad, we had to check it all out. So, we come home that night uh, and the phone rings, the old school, you know, and mum answers and sort of says, oh, Stephen, it's it's for you, it's Bob Fulton. And I had some connections with him through, um, yeah, he'd been involved, I played with his son, Scott, through the rep, junior reps. And um, he, he picks up the phone and said, Beaver, how you doing? He says, I know you've been to North Sydney. I know they've offered you $5,000. We want to sign you. Come in tomorrow. <laughs> and I, I didn't tell a soul. So I still... How did he know? I, I don't know. It's... But anyway, so we turned up there tomorrow and um, signed a three-year deal and that was it. The rest is history. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, isn't it, Cliffy? Well, you didn't actually play in this team, but it, it's funny that this rivalry, for those of you who are too young to remember... The North's Manly rivalry is like the South Roosters rivalry, but for a very short time, they came together, shotgun wedding under the Northern Eagles. I'll ask you, Beaver, as a player, and you, Cliffy, as a as a legend of Manly, what was that like? Look, it was tough. As a player, you just want to play, and it was one of those things that, um, you know, the, the club decided that we couldn't go forward without a merge, and it wasn't going to be... So I think Manly still had the licence, and... Um, you know, financially we weren't doing well enough to, to stay in the competition so we merged as players we were, you know, I, I knew lots of the guys from North Sydney, we were good friends <clears throat> and it was supposedly sub- to, you know, supposed to be a super team the best from there and the best from there and it was, it was one of those things that <laughs> team sport isn't just about individual players, you know, so we're playing out of uh, their home games were at Gosford <clears throat> ours were at, <clears throat> um, obviously down at, at Brookie and We'd, we'd play a game up in Gosford or at Brookvale and we'd say, let's go hang out after the game. Let's you know, bond a little bit. And half the team would go, yeah, beautiful, because we live here. And the other half would go, well, 
Yeah. We've got to get back home. And mm. we would do the same when I was up in, uh, at Gosford. So we never really socialised together. And we just didn't have that bond. And, and like I said, it, it, it goes deeper than just catching and passing. You've got to want to do it for your teammates. You've got to do it as a team. And we just didn't knit together as a team. And, um, you know, that's, I think that's part of the reason why we didn't have mm. much success. Mm. It's just like the old saying, mate, it's a marriage from hell. So, you know, yeah. just... I don't even know why they did that to try and join the two clubs. They were both different and it was never going to work from the beginning. Yeah. But that's just my view, so. Yeah, it's, it's a, uh, it's your view on this is important because you're from a club. You played most of your football for a club that has produced some of the great characters of the game. I wonder what it was like to, for people like you or Maxi Krilich or Bozo even, Peter Peters. These are all legends of our game. And North are your arch enemy, and at some point someone says to you, hey, like it or not, we're not Manly anymore. We're Manly and North together. Yeah, no, I still couldn't sink in, mate. It's just, <laughs> just, it was never going to happen, never going to happen. Yeah. Just, it was a difficult time for both clubs. Mm. And in the end, just, you know, Manly got the final call. And now, unfortunately, I'd like to see the Bears back in the, yeah, in the competition. Totally, yeah. So they are, uh, you know, they've been there for years. They've been there from... Some, Day one, so you know, I'd like to see him back in the comp one day, maybe. Well, they won't stop trying to get back no, in. That's, they keep trying. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I talked about the characters that come out of your club, Manly Club, over the years. I, I believe uh, Rugby League needs that club. Um, but all walks of life. Desi Hasler, Premiership winning coach, who comes back and virtually drags the club off the ropes. You've got Paul Vorton, who's a, a genuine television celebrity and superstar. You've got Bozo Fulton, who's rugby league royalty. I wonder, Cliffy, what makes these characters come out of a club? Is it the area you live in? What, what is it? I just, I just think it's the, the brand of football that we play and, and what we offer, offer to each other. Our, our friendship and bondship, that, that creates that, that mould. Mm. So Manly is a great place to do it. And you know, the years I've enjoyed there, uh, just by bonding with our teammates and showing what Manly can do. Mm. on that big stage, yeah. which we love. Yeah, absolutely. They're never far away from something big manly. Um, I always get that feeling with manly. You look at that 2008 side, that 2011 side, they're never far away from reinventing themselves and doing it all again. Uh, and for you, Beaver? 2019 side? T- well, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. It, it, totally. Again, it's, mm. uh, it's one of those things that you get, you know, all the, the great sides that I've been lucky enough to, to play in as a... Yeah, as a, in my first couple of years, those mid-90s and then towards the end of my career, mid to late 2000s, that <clears throat> you, know, you have a, you know, a sprinkling of, of senior you know, people that have been there for a while and then you have this group of young kids coming through, playing out of their skin mm. and that's exactly what they showed last mm. season. That's the young ones you've got to get a little uh, tap to. So yeah. <laughs> don't do that again. <laughs> yeah. But, but it, it's, that's the mix that you need to keep producing because you can't have, everyone can't be old, everyone yeah. can't be yeah. inexperienced. Yeah. You need to... Yeah, and they just do it. They do it very well. Mm. And it is one of those clubs, I think. I don't know that it has to be like this with every club, but certainly I feel like Manly and maybe the Dogs are those clubs who have to have an ex-champion at the helm. It's, it, seems to, it seems to be like mm. that. You would think, look, it's just, a, it's just a coach. It's just one person controlling it. But, um, you know, when you go through the history and look at the, the, the greatest coaches we've had, they've all either played for Manly or been locals at, at, for a, a lot of part of their life. So it's, you know, it's one of those clubs that, you know, is ingrained and, and the, 
the social aspect and where we live and what it means to to play for the club is inside you. Mm. Uh, and it's not just, this is my role, this is my job, this is the jersey I put on to go play. It's no, 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 this is this is who I am. This is why I play, mm. not not what I play, if that, if that makes sense. Let's get away from that for a second. I, 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 wanna, I think we've talked about your mob enough. By the way, <laughs> oh. they've got their own beer now, the uh, Four Pines Brewery. Manly Northern Beaches Lager, which I'm told these are. I'll just take those with me when I go. But, um, <laughs> fellas, it's 4 30 in the afternoon. Should you crack one? There? Oh, like 4 30 in the afternoon. God, I've never waited that long. I've never sorry, waited that sorry, long. Sorry, it's 6 30. I said yeah. it's 6 30 in the afternoon. You blokes, you talked about having that bond with your teammates. It's not just about passing the bo- on the board. You said you two, the minute you come in here, I see a bond. You played a lot of footy together, you were around each other for nine or ten years. What is the bond like between a bloke you've had success with on the footy field? It's, well, when you play a game that you love uh, and, be, uh, and get paid to do it, it's something, um, yeah, you're very lucky to do, but to, to be able to, to have people to make you a better player and the combination I had with Cliffy and, you know, as a, as a ball runner, you can hit the best hole and the perfect timing every single time but if someone doesn't hit you the ball yeah. you with the ball mm. at the right time too early the mm. fence moves off too late you might not catch it uh, or the gap closes it's um you appreciate was it that really that hard well <laughs> you make it sound so complicated no, there, was, mate. Yeah, and vice versa if i wasn't in the hole perfect for cliffy you know? yeah now look it was that the bond you have with teammates and then the, the bond you have with individuals in that team um, yeah, special things and to, to go through moments and succeed and um, yeah, give so much pleasure to supporters. Um, it, it just brings you closer together. And I'm sure yeah. you've had yeah, in your career similar um, yeah, things that you've done with certain people and you've had success and it, it brings you closer together. No, no, I don't like any of them and I take every <laughs> opportunity to backstab them all. <laughs> Cliffy, you made a comment then. It's not that hard. Maybe in the, do, do, the, do the modern game, do they make it harder than it needs to be? Oh, I think, well, it's all programmed these days. So, you know, back in our day, it was a little bit of it was off the cuff. But we always worked to a plan to, to get somewhere on the field and target someone. Now, you can do that to, for a certain extent, but after that, you've got to have more. And my goal was to obviously get him into a hole and give it to him and that made it so much easier for me it took the pressure off me mm. so they're all right about him and if I don't hit him I'll hit someone else so yeah. it's as simple as that I yeah. preferred me when he hit me <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. hey guys what about with, with you though Cliffy after you play all those games at Manly and have all that success at every level then you walk away from the game at the highest level you play a little bit of um, footy on the central coast then you play a little bit of local footy in a, for the Manly Juniors clubs. What made you do that? You just hadn't had enough? I wasn't ready to finish. Um, obviously, the height of my expectation was NRL, but obviously mm. I couldn't compete anymore. So, But I knew that I had something to offer to rugby league, even in the junior level. You know, If I can pass my wisdom on to someone else or teach another young kid coming through, then you know, I've done my job. I feel I've done my job. And... I still love the challenges and that, yeah. you know, getting out there competing. Obviously, I slowed down and got hurt a bit and got mm. caught. 
They, loves, might be, they made me pay for it, but yeah, yeah. he loves tricking people. He's, he's still, yeah, you don't do that unless you love the game. And he still loves throwing dummies. And yeah, he's lost a little bit of speed, but I've still seen him <laughs> playing touch footy. And he'll against these young kids and he'll go the double pumps. All, the double pumps always work, yeah. yeah. And, and they'll go and he'll off he'll through and like a fast bloke. <laughs> mm. But it just you can mm. see. You can see he loves it. I, I'd imagine, though, if, especially when you get to the Central Coast, I, I would imagine that there's a lot of budding NRL stars that are never going to make it up there, and they say, let's bash this bloke. You know, yeah, that, you'd have been a target. I, I did get caught up there and break my jaw once, so one bloke got me, so obviously he was one of those type of blokes you wouldn't talk about. Mm. <laughs> so, but and that's, that's part and parcel of the game, so I took that risk and got yeah. caught so hmm. I learned from it so that must have been the one time he got tackled he never gets tackled <laughs> yeah I didn't even have the ball <laughs> well there you go that's, that's <laughs> and, and Beeb what about you mate like uh, we've talked about you You know you're starting at Manly and the Northern mm. Eagles and the Premiership the great Premiership the Premiership nobody will ever forget is the 2008 Grand Final it's a record score it's 40 nil. you come on about 8 minutes to go you get a try and the whole place goes burko yeah, look, it's, it's, you know, I've been very lucky through my whole career and uh, I was probably the, the fairy, perfect fairy tale finish, your last ever game for your local junior club and you know, playing against a Melbourne side that um, had beaten us the previous year and you know, such an amazing side. And it was just our day and we turned it was awesome. It, it was awesome. Yeah, it was a great we, day. 40 nil, and then I you know, probably wasn't supposed to go back on the field and Stevie Maddow gets injured and I grab the headgear and on a go and then they flick it out to me and I... Michael Robertson, he's already he'd scored three tries. Yeah. And they flicked the I passed the ball to him and I'm thinking, you know, wow, he's gonna he scored three tries. I reckon he's gonna try and score four tries. If I was him, I'd probably try and score four <laughs> yeah. tries. Oh, shit, he's passed it back. Don't drop it, don't drop it. It was slow motion, you know, yeah. just catch it and scoring and it was um just one of those things. and Probably the shortest like run you ever had the run. It's the greatest try I've ever scored. I think it was like 23 centimetres. But I like how he had time for all that to go through his head. It's an NRL grand final. Is he going to pass it? Is he going to hold on it? He scored three. Fair dink. And that all was him. I'd score. When you're, when you're out there, everything's slow motion. Right. It was, right. it was, it was everything's slow motion. Slow motion. Yeah. It, was, it was bizarre. And the ball was, because the pass was a fraction behind me, I was just thinking, don't drop this, don't mm. drop this. This is your chance to, it was, it's weird. Then you, when you went to the UK, and then there was some push to get you back here, but you did the old George Costanza. You said, "I'll leave him wanting more. I'll go out on a high." Yeah, it was. Um, no, nah, look, it was one of those things, and there was no um, contract for me at Manly, and I still wanted to play. And a bit like Cliffy, and I, I still had that urge to, to play rugby league, and um, no, I didn't want to play against Manly um, for other clubs. Um, I potentially could have had a couple of opportunities to stay, but uh, Manly was the my only club I wanted to play for mm. so I was happy to if I wanted to play again I had to go to the Super League so I obviously got an opportunity for the Bradford Bulls and went there for a couple of years which was, which was good fun Who coached you there Beef? Um, Steve McNamara right. was that coach yeah, of the okay. Bulls I had two years of the Bulls uh, and then still wanted to play again and the Bulls were going to I said look I'm going to play a, a third season and they didn't really get back to me fast and <clears throat> in that time I'd come home for the off season and um, Trent Robinson was the um, going to be the coach of Catalan Dragons. Mm. That was his first head coaching job. Uh, he'd obviously done coach some um, reserve grade and, and, and a, a bit here. Uh, and I caught up with him at um, just down in, in Freshwater, down the road. We had breakfast and 
He said, I want to come over. Do you want to come and play? I shook his hand and <clears throat> that was it. I was off to the south of France, which was an amazing experience. Yeah. Parlez-vous. Oui, oui. That's about all of my French. But that, that's, and then I had another three seasons mm. over there with them. Great experience for the family. <clears throat> yeah, look, it certainly was. It's just their, their, their lifestyle, the way, they, the way they live. My daughter was going to, to French school and she was coming home speaking French and mm. I was terrible but it was yeah, the, the food and it, it's, a, it's a good part of the world yeah absolutely boys what about playing your career at that club <clears throat> at, a, at a great time do you have a coach Cliffy that was the, mo- the biggest influence on your career oh definitely Bob Fulton mm-hmm. yeah I think yeah. the way he gets it across to you is he talks you listen you go out and do it. That's yeah, that's old school, isn't it? That is. Yeah. It's simple. It's simple <clears throat> school. So it wasn't hard and he made it straight. He did, we did a lot of video sessions on, on our opposing teams too. So he was big on that and video sessions. So picking everything out, what we should target and stuff like that. Their weaknesses, as to say. I suppose to Cliffy, they didn't have a, like a... Um, this has been one of the uh, controversial, contentious issues around NRL clubs at the moment is the staff... Uh, the people, the people concentrating on this and on that, and on there, and through the 80s and 90s, what would there would have been Bozo and a couple of others, uh, Dave Noble, Brian Hollis, the sheriff, uh, mentioned a few names, uh, Duncan Kerr. So those one blokes. strapper, one trainer, one assistant coach. <laughs> that was it. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Where the physio? Physio. Well, yeah, Jeff, was there, was Jeff Price, Marty the physio. Jeff Marty, oh, yeah. Marty was there. Would you say when you got there? Cliffy, was there one player that, that stood out to you and you were a little bit overawed? You thought, wow, I'm in the presence of somebody great here. Wow, there's a few of them. Yeah, there would have been <laughs> at the time. Uh, obviously the fat man, our captain, uh, led by example, I suppose. Um, then you move on to Tooves, another captain there who, pound for pound, is probably the best player that I've played with um, for his statue. And um, my... There's, there's a heap of players there. Mm. Made here. Yeah. Uh, Nick Kossoff, Owen Cunningham. Uh, the list goes on, mate. Mm. Yeah, it's good to hear some of those names we don't hear so much of anymore. I ask you the same question there, Beep, because you were coached there by some guys that did some big things. Yeah, no, I, th- I think Bob Ford, like I said, he had some influence on me as a junior. Uh, and when I came into first grade, he was he was the coach and he allowed me to evolve to become the player. It wasn't, you know, I need you to do, like he... Yeah, you know, a spud cowlitz, I need you to do twenty hit ups, I need you to do this. There's things you need to do, but my role was you need to be where you need to be. There's no pressure mm. on this. You don't have to be the right side, you don't have to be the left side. There's no stats that we need you to do. Just evolve to be the player. And I think having a coach that could see that potentially in me allowed me to do it. You know, mm. if I came along in today's environment, I'd be stuck on one side and they'd say, Look, you've got to do you know, 20 carries and I need post meter, you know, post contact meters and all these mm, stats. Yeah, all that stuff. And it, it, it probably did. <laughs> what is all that stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, but but it's stuff. just different, right? But so he just allowed me to, to become the player I was and there was mm. no pressure to, to change that. All right, here's one out of left field. Do you guys buy, and this is out of left field, it just <laughs> popped into my head and not many things popped oh, into yeah. my head. Um, I'm do, worried now. Do you guys buy into the thing that we need these suburban grounds, do Manly need to play at Brookvale, or if it's financially in their best interest, should they play at a central hub with a whole bunch of other clubs? Yeah. No, you need your home grounds. Right. And, and my take is you need, you need these suburban grounds because it's everyone that goes to Brookvale Oval they have an attachment. Most of them would have been there as a, as a kid mm. and their parents took them and 
I was taken there by my grandmother when I was six and I had the jersey on and we used to run on the field. There's a lot and of that, people that got a piece of Brookvale, so, you know, if you, you take that away from them, yeah, they, yeah, they've yeah. got nothing. And people have attachment be a tragedy. To, these, to these grounds and, the, and the, the coverage is so good on television these days that if we move it from our home area, then I think people just will say I'm a Manly supporter and just and watch TV and mm. they won't have that connection. They won't pass that on to their kids. I really think we need to... Yeah, you know, this is the heart and soul of the club, and that's part of the reason why we have so much success mm. is because of the fans that we have and the passion that it creates. There's plenty going on in the game <clears throat> today. Obviously, the whole world's been turned upside down with this COVID-19 thing, and I think that we have to remember that whether you're running the country, running the NRL, running the local bloody pie shop, you know, we're all doing this for the first time. Having said that, we fairly have got hit on the backside with a rainbow getting this bloke Peter Volandis in because he is a natural born leader and now we have a start date of May 28 we have a competition in place, a schedule which says grand final will be held on October 25 and then into an origin series. I feel like it's the first time rugby league has been at the front end, has been the leader of uh, a leader in sport. Yeah, oh, I just think it's an amazing effort to get where they've got. Yeah, and there's so many you know, behind the scenes roadblocks, you know, and protocols that they would have need to put forward to, you know, to get this through. Um, there's still a bit of work to do, but just to have a plan that they called about three or four weeks ago. This is what we want to do, and now that is the plan is starting to be rolled out. I think it's an amazing effort, and like you said, to if we can get rugby league back on people's TVs, even without the crowds. We know there's mm. not going to be crowds, but Australia, the world is hanging for sport. They want to watch sport, and if we can get on there first, you know, I've no I'm doubt... saying that too. The NRLs, they're up there first, and everybody's watching this. So yeah. Obviously, there's a couple of blokes that shouldn't be doing stuff that did stuff on social media. You've got to realise that everybody's watching this now, so there's no escaping you know, the social media aspect of it. You've got to be, got to take the line, you know, all the way through. Mm. We've got to be on the same page, NRL, all the way through. Yeah, well, th- this is an interesting point you raised, Cliffy. The, the first two, obviously, the boys up on the Central Coast um, riding trail bikes on the beach and and going on a shooting trip, that's um, Josh Adokar and Latrell Mitchell. That's the first two. And then, of course, Nathan Cleary was the next one. I start with the first two because, Cliffy, to me, they look like they just blatantly threw the rules out the window and said, there's one rule for us, there's one rule for everyone else. Latrell Mitchell's a South player. I'm a South supporter. I've got to be honest, I'm sick of hearing his name, mate. Yeah, he picks the... And two boys uh, picked the wrong time to, to do stuff. Obviously, what they do doesn't affect us, you know what I mean? It's their responsibility. They've got to look after their... They've got to make their choices. Now, in my eyes, that was a bad choice... I don't think they need to be suspended in that what people are calling for. I just think they need to be sat down, have a talk to, maybe find them, stuff like that. But they've got to realise that everyone's watching. And I don't know, why would you do something like that and put it on social media anyway? Mm. Like shooting guns and riding bikes with no helmets. There's two broken rules there mm. itself. Beef, Cliff says he doesn't think they should be suspended. We have leaders in our game saying they shouldn't play again this year. I think that's, that's probably a bit harsh. Look, it's, we need to... 
if I, you know, I'm obviously not in the NRL and making the rules, but we need to make this something that people are going to think about their actions, not just go, well, come on, boys, don't do it next time. And then no one is scared about doing it next time. There's a, but we don't want to wipe them out for the season because I think that's ridiculous. We need to find some common ground to say, hey, boys, this is a warning. We, we cannot do this because, you know, not just the laws that we have, but the scenario we're in with this COVID-19, we all need to toe the line. We're trying to get this game back. All this effort has been done for this, you know, late May, beginning the competition. And if one or two people do the wrong thing and they come down with the coronavirus, it's all over mm. because of one or two actions. So we just need to make sure that everyone understands. We want to see you play, you want to play. It's your job. Let's let's make it happen. It's a good point there too. Like if one bloke gets it, it's yeah. all over. It's all over. Well, then this is the point, then boys, as to you know they have put so much on the line here, and Peter Volandis has done so much to take the game forward. You can't afford to give these blokes a little tap on the arse. You've got to hit them hard and say we have come so far. This is costing so much. We've got to get the game back on the field because it's losing so much money. And you two palookas go up to the bloody mid north coast and. Uh, want to shoot guns, which, by the way, is another issue. What we hear, see yeah. in the papers today, they're shooting off guns if they got gun licences. Well, it does make sense if everyone says, so we need to get this game on so, so there's a game so the pay TV can pay and everyone gets paid. If two people stop that, stopping everyone else getting paid, if the competition mm. stops, mm. no one gets paid. So that's, it is a bigger thing than just, come on, boys, you, you've, you've done yeah. the wrong thing. Mm. Maybe what we could... Cliffy, go on. Sorry, mate. No, no, I'm just... I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking of uh, when I was working at 2NZ in Varel 200 years ago doing the night show, uh, Les and Noel Cleal, they used to do a bit of shooting around Warrialder on the property. Could you blokes get hold of Les or Noel Cleal and at the end of the year we can organise a shooting trip and if you want to go shooting, go for your life. There you go. Abundance. Plenty of pigs out there, Noel reckons. Happy nice days. <laughs> can you do that though? Ah, mate, I think, well, <laughs> look, see, I don't know, but I don't know, do what I don't know. Yeah, well, some say I'm doing I, this. I, I don't know. I'm a city, I don't know those rules. I'm you can in the country, <laughs> mate, if you've got, gun, got to have a gun <laughs> license, though. Okay. Mm. So. Well, there you go. Yeah. Now we know. Well, the point now is we we're know. having a bit of fun with it, but they've, they've put, a lot, put, put a lot of things at stake. What do you blokes think about Origin being played at the end of the season? Remembering, again, these aren't normal circumstances. Look, I think whatever system we can come up with to have a, a, a full competition a grand final and an origin series I don't think anyone can start saying oh well that's not going to be good for me yeah, just yeah. the X mm. for Y you know, these times we need to we need to be grateful that A we're a chance of playing and B we're going to have a grand final and a state of origin mm. so whatever we can work out whatever works let's there'll be no please. excuses in the end anyway Maroon yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah but it's good for I mean like in all of us, it, let's be fair dinkum, um, I'm a commentator. You, you blokes do appearances around. Mm. We've done a few things together at the mm. Star. I mean, this is how we make a living. So it's, I mean, we need to have it back on the field as well. Not not you, Beef, because you've got plenty, but <laughs> me and Cliff are here. <laughs> no, there's, there's so many people affected you know, by this in rugby league. Um, our families, everyone. So, you know, to the people that do the catering at the grounds and, and everything like this. Yeah. So lots of people affected. The, the better, the quicker we can get it back on um, for people's you know, financially. But ruining yeah, the day, mate. For their sanity too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, drive I, me insane. Yeah. I think people need an outlet to, to, to support their teams, to something to take them away. Because, mm. um, you know, 
a lot of people are working from home. It's the same thing all the time. You need to be able to sit down and flick on the footy and, mm. you know, cheer. It's, um, it's interesting um, when we talk about how the season will play out. Cliffy, someone will always say, oh, well, whoever wins the comp this year, there's going to be an asterisk next to... Th- I mean, what sort of nonsense is that? I mean, love will it, still- you love the asterisk there? And what's the asterisk? What does that mean, Cliffy? It means you're special, mate. Yeah. It's extra special. <laughs> extra you special. play an extra eight rounds. Yeah. Like well, it'll still- only be five ra- rounds in the end. It's the same, it's- the same as like um, 97 when the Super League teams yeah. had two grand finals. So it's hmm. the same thing. It's a bit, it's a bit, it'll be like that. Hmm. So. Well, There's no difference. There is no difference. No. If you play five less competition rounds, yeah. it is still a full competition. Everyone runs out, catches the ball. You've got to score more points than the other team. Whether you did it over 10 rounds or 30 rounds, yeah. how is it not a proper competition? I agree. It, look, I think that... Like, 20 is a good number. 20 is a good number. Yeah. Well, as, as again, we're not like playing... 15 would be different. 15 be going, oh, yeah. I don't know. Mm. 15, is that going to work? Like, yeah. no, 10, yeah. like... You've got to do what you've got to do. Fifteen. Biting your arm at 10. Oh, oh, mm. Only won one game. Lost one. We've got to win so many. Yeah. Oh, that one. was back in the day when you get match payments. You, the more yeah. games, the better. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's how it works for commentators, just quietly. Oh, um, yeah. But not to go into play, all that. Play more games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I reckon double up. Go through to the yeah. new year if you have to. Um, the two, the, just to close on this bit, the two competition games already played will count there was some sections of rugby league saying, hang on, if we start again, we've got to scrap those two rounds. Surprisingly, they were teams who hadn't won a game yet. Well, of course, of course. Yeah. You want to start on an even keel, but those games have already been played. You can't take it back. If it's the same season, it's the same season. I think, I think everyone's pretty comfortable with that. Mm. Boys, what about we talk about, and I, we sit down, uh, we all do, professionally and socially and talk about the best players of the last 40 years, the best players of all time, who should be in the Hall of Fame, um, who shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, who's an immortal. So there's arguments, 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 because we've seen some great players. And I thought, let's ha- let's pick our best 17 of the last 40 years. Now, I've played 146 games off the bench for the Waterloo Waratahs, so whatever I think doesn't really matter... But I've seen a lot of footy. Is that the same code? Or? It's the same code, mate. The, the mighty, mighty Waterloo Waratahs. Is that the Waratahs in there? Just yeah. Like, like, no, no, know. it's definitely rugby league. Out of the famous oh, Waterloo water Stadium. Pilo. Oh, there's water polo. No, 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 it's not. <laughs> mate, you haven't heard of the Waterloo Waratahs? Apologies, Waratahs. I've heard of the Waterloo Storm. That's the same, 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 same thing, it? yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, Storm playing, yeah. Storm playing the NI and the uh, in the Koori Knockout. Yeah. Yep. Their home ground is Waterloo Oval. The centre of excellence is the Grosvenor Hotel at Waterloo. They are world famous. <laughs> That's who I played for. Beautiful. Um, so anyway, I'm just going to roughly go over mine because it's more important that we get y- y- your guys' thoughts. So I've got uh, Billy Slater no. at fullback. No. Oh, sorry. No. I jump in too early. Then? Uh, well, you did. So you're not a fan. I'll let you go. No, no. I'm only joking. Slater, Eric Rose Senior, and Wendell on the wings. I couldn't leave Wendell out and have to work with him because I'd yeah, never stop yeah, hearing about it. Is that got an asterisk next to Wendell? <laughs> <laughs> He's got an asterisk here, Wendell. What's, why is there an asterisk? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Question mark. Uh, <laughs> English Meninga centres. Um, I've gone for Jonathan Thurston and Joey Johnson. Up front, Webkey and Lazo. You had to have Lazo. Cameron Smith. Back row, Talis, Taumalolo and Clyde. The bench, Fitler, Harrigan. 
uh, Sonny Bill and Steve Menzies. But that's just mine. Is there an asterisk next to my name too? No, you're, you're in. You, I was going to put you in the, Thank you, the second row. Is that but... line? Is the line through? That was good. And um, oh, should we do mine? Yeah, mine's do yours. Yeah. going to be this closest to yours and then Cliffy's is mm-hmm. he's kept his a secret all morning but I'm this is this has been hard I haven't done this before and I've made some late changes but it's it's really difficult some late changes <coughs> yeah the, the late Ma there's a couple of scratchings right we'll out. go through it <coughs> so I've got Billy Slater uh, fullback Eric Groth Senior and Wendell no asterisks on mine Wendell oh, was, Rod Wishart was close there I love oh Wishy. yeah Wishy was, was great yeah. he was a legend Wishy uh, my centre's obviously Mal Meninga I've gone with Jamie Lyon. I think he's um, yeah, just he's a world-class player at every level he plays. Um, very close to Steve Renouf and Terry Hill, but they were a couple mm. of asterisks. Um, the six, I've gone with Cliff Lyons. Simple. Seven, Andrew Johns. I like you. Uh, <laughs> and Shane Webke. Yep. Uh, as my front rowers, Cameron Smith, hooker. Back rowers, Gordy and Brad Clyde. Ooh. I pushed... Clyde up into the second row to make weight for Brad Fittler. Couldn't Ooh, okay. leave. And my <clears throat> bench, Jeff Toovey, toughest player I've ever played with. Laurie Daly, uh, Jason Tamalolo, and Ben Kennedy. <clears throat> Before I comment on yours, Beef, let's hear Cliffy's. The moment we've all been waiting for. <sighs> because I think there's I didn't a pattern look, forming here. When Matty first asked me to do this, I wasn't very keen on it because I don't like sort of putting players on different levels. I understand, so I, yeah. Mm, mm. I'm a fan that everyone's the same out there and we all walk in the same space. So I'm going to go from... I'm very uh, passionate about Manly too, all right? Very biased. We've <laughs> got uh, Dale Shearer at fullback. We've got E.T. and Michael O'Connor on the wings. I've got Mal Meninga and Gene Miles in the centres, two of the biggest blokes in the world. Mm-hmm. We've got Wally at six, Andrew Johns at seven. We've got Blocker Roach, David Gillespie front row, Jeff Tevey hooker. We've got Steve Menzies and Brad Clyde back row and Brad Fiddler lock. Our bench is Des Hasler, Owen Cunningham, unsung hero of ours, Ronnie Gibbs and Paul Tiernan. Well, let's start with... Bob Fulton, coach. He's got eight manly players (laughs) and Bozo as coach. Is there a little bit of bias in there? Yes, mate, yes, yes, Mm. yes. Uh, But a couple of names, again, we haven't heard of for a long time. Owen Cunningham? Owen Cunningham, look, unsung hero. uh, Been at Manly, played... 200 and something games mainly work work rate he's unsung no yeah. one talks about him but he's always there tackling driving the ball forward doing everything doing chipping and chasing yeah. rubbering every now and then just unbelievable I, he's a guy that should have played more state of origins mm. I'm not sure if he did play origins did he? No, I'm not sure I think he was on the cusp a couple of times yeah, yeah. sure but where's our stats man? It's, uh, <coughs> Matt it's, can we get those we've got a stats man we're not paying him because we're only new but in a couple of weeks we should be able to pay him he didn't know how good he is he didn't know he's our stats man until I just said that though now he's looking at pressure Pressure. we're that understaffed he hasn't even got a smartphone he's gone to the encyclopedias to find out that Uh, you also your team is um, biased with uh, some Manly players in there I noticed you've gone Cliffy at 5'8 don't get me wrong Cliffy Lyons is an absolute legend there are a lot of great five eights around, certainly in his era. Yeah, look, there's. Well, I think, yeah, obviously Wally Lewis is, is one. Um, <coughs> Thurston, another one. I suppose you're you're always biased to the players that you played with uh, and obviously against. Mm. Uh, other people that you just watched. You, you, I don't think you have the. You love what they do, 
Um, but you know how good someone is when you stand next to them. And yeah. I think, you know, if everyone, anyone ever asked me the greatest player I've ever played with, um, and I say Cliffy. Mm. So how can I leave him out? Yeah, totally. It's oh. amazing, though. I love to get the perspective of, because it's all us mug punters have got an opinion on who's a great player and who isn't. But I love to get an ex-player's view. For instance, the other day on Fox, Matty Johns said uh, Gavin Miller, one of the, I think he's top five favourite players. So I think it's a whole other thing to get the perspective of somebody who's actually been there and done that. Yeah, it is. And like I said, it's if you've been in a team that they've played, played with or against, then you appreciate the little things. And I think, mm. you know, the Gavin Millers and people that, um, yeah, I know a lot of that. Just talking, to, talking like about Kevin the little Ward things, like Jeff Teeby's my pick, <coughs> like pound for pound. Yeah. Uh, being captain of Manly, he led by example and he, he didn't need anybody to tell him what to do. Mm. Uh, nobody got past him. Uh, his work rate was unbelievable and, you know, he's just a, a great character. I yeah. think if you went through anyone's side, they would always have a, low, a club guy in, in their, the greatest team they've ever their top 40 would be someone that no one would have thought of the mm. club side that they play for. Yeah, and a lot of people are quick to say Jeff Tuvey is one of the toughest players they ever mm. played with or against. Another name that got mentioned in all of that was Glenn Lazarus, who played in the maiden premiership for Canberra, then the maiden premiership for Brisbane, maiden premiership for Melbourne, an extremely wonderful football player. I think, I think at one point he played in six grand finals out of seven. Or so. That's a ridiculous stat when you look at other legendary players who go through the competition, go through their career and don't even win it. Well, don't win a grand final, don't play in a grand final. This bloke's got, you know, that many premiership rings. Some pretty good moves there, boy. Going to certain clubs yeah. and, and yeah. reaping the rewards. So yeah. It was, it, was, it was just amazing. And to do that at so many different clubs and have that leadership quality. And like we said, it's when you do it for one club, it's easy because you, you understand the club. And to go to that many clubs and, and be a leader and get players you know, that have don't, potentially don't know you, follow you, uh, is just amazing. Hmm. Have, we, have we got the stats on We've four, got four origin? Four uh, origin players. Owen, Owen Cunningham, thank you very much yeah. to our stats man there. So no, he did play you. four. Jeez, yeah. he turned that around quick, didn't it he? was good, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He turned that around quick. Did he make that up? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he did. Maybe he did. <laughs> Boys, um, uh, just looking at, I think, who some of the other ones stand out in um, some of your sides there. Let me have a look at yours there, oh, Have a look, check it out. Because um, a lot of your, yours, you had Freddie Fittler there at, at, uh, at Locke. Well, I, I just... I, I couldn't leave Freddie out. It's such an amazing player. A lot of the, uh, you know, I had him in at centre. I'm kidding. I've, I've got him at lock too. So, you know, yeah, I, I just think he, he he's versatile. Um, yeah, most of the games I played. That leaves him in a raving him. raving situation too, so he can just bob up anywhere. Mm. You know what I mean? His best position is six, but I can't leave him out of the best yeah. players I've ever. Mm. So I'm happy to, um, I'm happy to push him. I'll push Clyde up to, mm. to twelve. Do you think, boys, that we will ever see? I'm just while I was looking at that, I was thinking about blokes that that. that after finishing playing, tried to have a career as a coach or had a career as a coach. Obviously, Freddie Fittler is it in a purple patch now as the uh, New South Wales origin coach. Do you ever think Cliffy will ever see a captain coach again in rugby league? <laughs> no, I think those days are gone, mate. So, Did you ever have one? Uh, I did it. Oh, you did it? On the Central Coast. Right. Was that your minor? Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, I did that in the second year, captain coach. So, so it was pretty... But it's a different aspect of the game because you're trying to run your team as well as guide them around on the on the field and yeah. 
It's just, it's, I don't know, I don't know how they do it. Do you set the training to fitness? Do you say, right, we're doing fitness now? Yeah, I've got it. And take off I and then a, say go, or you say just tell them to go. I had a trainer, coach? mate. I had a trainer, mate. <coughs> oh. he, he set out the programs. But we were all you did coaching it. when the fitness was on? So you stand. No, up. I was there training with them. No, I was there training with them, no. mate. Because must be true. Obviously, you know. You got any video footage of that? No. If you're gonna play the game, you got to be fit, man. You can't just walk out there and expect things to happen. (laughs) I know. I was a fitness guru. (laughs) Well, obviously, legend has it, Cliffy, that you used to get have a little bit of a bunger at half time. Is there any truth to that? No, that said, 100% false. Really? Look, could you imagine me going, oh, Bob? Just going out for a durry, mate. I'll be back in a minute, all right? <laughs> yeah, no always nap. Go for it, mate. Yep. I can see that. Can you see that? Can you picture that? No, I can't. Yeah, I can't. No. I've got a question. Is you it don't have time, mate. Have you ever had a, a cigarette on the bus going to a semi-final? Yes. Yes, because I smelled it. I was halfway down the bus in this You're allowed to smoke on the bus then. Cliffy's up the back smoking well, on the We had the good bus. sponsors then in Winfield Cup, yeah. mate. Yeah. Good sponsors. He's in year 10 or something, mate. He's up the... Anyway. Yeah. So I mean, that's true. There yeah. you go. I opened the window. Oh, thanks. Cheers. You know, Appreciate if you light it. up a, a, a durry these days, it's like you've got two heads, isn't it? I haven't had a durry for 14 years. Good on you. So, Good on yeah. you, Cliffy. I think yeah. it was just, just to calm the nerves. I think that's all it was for. Mm. So, mm. No, so thanks for that. Captain, coach, you wouldn't recommend it? No. no yeah. It's too hard. You've got enough to worry about on the field and, and let, out, let alone worry about the whole team, you know mm. what I mean? Mm. Especially your subs and that. Mm. Yeah. can't work, I think. For, for, for those not... You know, not born in the 60s or 70s. It used to be quite a common thing, I think. Changer was a captain coach for a while. Was in bush footy too, like captain uh, coaches. In, oh, bush footy, yeah. very popular with Yeah, very it. popular. Yeah. Because a lot of the ex-NRL players would finish up here, then mm. they'd go to the bush and get a captain coach mm. job. And yeah. That's how I met my mate, Royce George, a gunny guy. Yeah. So but ha- but th- that's a whole other thing, isn't it? Bush footy, like I can remember living in... Regional places when bush footy was huge. I mean, huge. it was yeah, huge. It needs, it needs a lot of help, mate. Yeah. So it's still struggling. Like in the Group Nine competition uh, back in the day, we had 12, 14 teams. Yeah. Now there's only like eight, I think. Eight. Yeah, and that's a lot. What like Wagga, Tamora, that yeah, comp. Yeah. yeah. Yep. A lot of ex, Aubrey. Yeah. A lot of ex players. Yeah. Went back there to finish their so career. Well, that's another issue about the match payments too. Like, you know, they get so good of ways these days that when they finish rugby league, they don't have to go to the bush. Mm. Now, when the rugby league player finished in the 70s and 80s, they had to go to the bush to make more money. Yeah. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I've even heard of stories, Cliffy, of players going to the bush to finish their career because there was more money on offer. Yeah, that's, that's correct. Mm. But you know, they get paid this, that much these days, they don't have to. So, okay. That could be another issue. Legends of League podcast. We are at Four Pines Brewery Manly with these two legends, Cliffy Lyons and Beaver Menzies. And now it's It's time time for Mahoon's Mad Minute. Okay, Cliffy, you have 60 seconds to answer these questions now. Hope I get them right. You'll get them right. (laughs) Beaver, don't you copy him. You're going second, so don't copy, okay? You've got to think of original... Answers. Your time starts now. Maroons, Mad Minute, Cliffy Lions, you are first up. The best or scariest player you have played against? Steve Roach. Who was your rugby league idol growing up? Steve Rogers. Ooh, sludge. What team did you support as a kid? Sharkies. Hey, and you only got to play for them too. If you didn't become a rugby league player, what other sport would you have played? The poker pro. Ooh, nice. And what would you have done as a job? Uh, 
on the dole, maybe. <laughs> down the beach, hang down the beach. <laughs> it's a going thing, isn't it? <laughs> Favourite movie? Uh, any John Wayne movie. Favourite food? Hamburger. What's your first car, Cliffy? Oh, it was a Holden HD. HD Holden Special, yeah. beautiful. Favourite TV show of all time? Uh, MASH. Okay, what would you say is your worst habit? Uh, worst habit? Ooh, I don't think I've got any. And you're just no, no, about... drink, drinking too much. Okay, final one, I think. <laughs> you're going to run out of time here. Uh, if you could sit down with a beer with somebody dead or alive, who would it be? Mike Tyson. And that is time. Good on you, Cliffy. HD Holden. It's nowhere to go up from HD Holden. Now it's your turn, Beaver. 60 seconds to answer these questions and you can't copy Cliffy. Are you ready? Yes. And your time starts now. Best or scariest player you've ever played against? Gordon Tallis. Mm. Who was your first rugby league idol growing up? Uh, Graham Eady. Hey, the Wombat. What team did you support as a kid? The Seagulls. Your favourite movie of all time? Uh... Le Antouchable. It's a French subtitle movie. Amazing. Is it adults only? Yeah, no, it's, it's street legal. It's, it's, <laughs> Sounds it's, like it's it. A, it's an adult it out, feature. It's amazing. No, no. Okay, it. first car. Uh, a Triumph TC2500. Wow, mm. class. Favourite TV show of all time? <sighs> Tough question. Maybe Seinfeld. Oh, I love it. That's cool. It's good. If you could sit down with one person dead or alive and have a drink, who would it be? Um, Mo Norman. A Canadian golfer years ago. Okay. If you only had $20 left in your wallet, what would you spend it on? Oh, he wouldn't. I'd go and buy some food. <laughs> <laughs> Eat. All right. Now, you've got one more question. If you were stranded on a deserted island and you could only have three things with you, what would they be? Oh, this is a tough one. <clears throat> food, water, um, and my golf club. And that's time. <laughs> Final score, Cliffy Lions 24, Beaver Menzies 6. <laughs> Boys, you did so well on our first ever Mad Minute. Yeah, thanks. I got some tough ones there. Nah, mate. They were all easy. Just got to know how to go into them, Three things on a stranded island. Shovel, spade and a beach towel. What did I say? Food, water and golf clubs. Masseuse. Well, what an absolute pleasure it has been. Episode one of the Legends of League podcast to have these two guys in, Cliffy Lyons and Steve Menzies. Thanks, boys. Episode Thanks, one. Episode one. Yeah, first up. Well, we, we had to start with, you know, the best we had. Now, boys, before you go, before you go, as you know, I'm struggling a little bit with this COVID-19 thing, knocking the footy down. Uh, I've bought in these retro manly jerseys with the Pepsi logo on the front, and I'm going to get uh, you, Beave, and you, Cliffy, to sign those. And look, if you want to, what we're going to do is we're going to do a silent auction at our website. Our website is info at legendsofleague.com.au. So if you're interested in one, give us all your details, send us an email with your best offer to legendsofleague.com.au. And if you're a Manly fan, even if you're not, these are the retro ones. When you used to have to go into Manly Leagues and you couldn't have a Bacardi and Coke, you had to have a Bacardi and Pepsi if you were cool. <laughs> Boys, so good to catch up with you again. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Hey, thanks again, everybody, for joining us on our episode, our first episode of the Legends of League podcast. Didn't we have some great guests? Uh, Beaver Menzies, Cliffy Lyons, they're just as good in the next couple of weeks too, let me tell you. Wendell, me, our mate Wendell from Triple M's coming on. Noddy, Craig Gower, Bobcat Ryan. We might even be able to twist the arm of the 8th Immortal and get him on here as well. So please make sure you keep tuned in. Thanks to our brand partners too, Four Pines Brewing Company. Chuck them a follow on social media using the social handle at Four Pines Beer or check out their website, 
fourpinesbeer.com.au. Be sure to follow us on social media using the handle at Legends of League AUS. And if you like what you've seen, be sure to give us a like and a hit the subscribe button to check out all of the Legends of League content. Thanks for listening. See you next time on the Legends of League podcast. Thank you.